gentlemen welcome to the shipwreck show my name is shipwreck and that will be your hostess with the mostest and today we have the nooner nooner in the house i'm gonna keep the name i'm gonna keep it i get a lot of shit for it and i get a lot of really weird and off-colored comments from some random guys on youtube but i'm gonna keep it like i think it's great sonia you think it's great she does think it's great. Sonia's backstage barely. She had to rush back from doing her errands in order to make the show. We appreciate and love Sonia very, very much. An afternoon delight. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Maybe. Maybe. TikTok coming in with the rancid. Come on, TikTok. I'm live on TikTok. I don't post on TikTok much anymore because my videos don't stay up for more than a few minutes. So that's okay. You guys can find us on all the other platforms. We're on Twitter primarily right now. And that's just at Shipwreck Show. Kit Kat, welcome to the live. It's good to see you, Kit Kat. Thank you for being here. Sonia, we got Sonia backstage and Race and Angie Barnes and my inner art. Welcome to the live. Who else? I see your Texas Buckeye girl. And Alex was the first one in here. Scott was in here too, but had to leave and go back to work. I got a text message that I'm going to ignore. I don't want to talk to nobody. I think it's great. I think the nooner is great. I think it's fabulous. I just, I think people get confused with it. Um, they think it's some kind of OnlyFans thing here, but listen, we don't do OnlyFans here. Um, Richard on TikTok says, Trump eats Putin's shit. That's an interesting. That's, Sonia's kind of giggling. That's interesting. That's an interesting comment. I mean, I'm, you might be right. You might not be right. Luis says Zelensky is live right now. Maybe he'll join us. Should we ask him? I don't want to. I want to ask him where all our money is going and why they're videotaping their soldiers dancing around. I don't have that video for today. I will have it. Thank you so much, Angie Barnes. I will have it. Uh, it's on Twitter. Help yourselves. Go nuts. Go nuts. I love the Nooners. I'm here for it. We're going to do the Nooners. For today's live, you guys, today's live is brought to you by Fresh Cat Mushrooms. You may have never heard of functional mushrooms before, but it's not a new concept. These fantastic fungi have been used for centuries to promote health, longevity, and studies over the years support a wide range of powerful benefits, including increased immunity, self-release, cognitive function, and much more. Use Shipwreck 10 at checkout or use the link in the description to get 10% off your entire order. That's good. I read that. I had to copy and paste that from their website because I don't know how to type up ad. So that's straight from their website. They use the word mushies. It's kind of cute. Go at it. The links for all of those are going to be in the description of this live. The links on TikTok for those are going to be in my bio. And for anybody else that's listening after the fact, you can just go to freshcatmushrooms.com, type in Shipwreck 10, and you will get yourself uh, some mushrooms to help calm your asses down because y'all are wound up. Some of you on TikTok are super wound up, so chill out. He's on TikTok only speaking Russian. Well, we're fucked then. 
I don't understand Russian. Eric Living Free, gorgeous lady. Thank you so much. That's very sweet of you. I showered today. I even smell good. I do. I do. Oh my God. That's not the button I want to hit. We're going to go over quite a bit of things today. I'm going to pull this up for you guys right now. I got some videos. I got some topics. The nooner for today is going to talk about the protect the children rally out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Some of you may have seen conservative aunt and two a Patriot mama. Uh, both are very amazing content creators. We've had two a Patriot mama on the show before conservative aunt's been here before for the skit nights. They were in Fort Lauderdale, Florida doing a protect the children's rally and were met with some resistance. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the war on mainstream media, which is kind of an all-encompassing topic that started primarily on Twitter with the New York Post and the Twitter takeover 2.0 as a whole. Um, and what Elon Musk is kind of hinting at via tweets uh, to what I think his agenda is going to be when it comes to the, the takeover of Twitter. We're also going to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. It's real. The Hunter Biden laptop is real. This Sonia's nodding. It was real back when we came out with it and lost our platform in 2019. It was real again in 2020 when the New York Post confirmed it. And then it was real again now that the Twitter files have dumped it all over the place on why it was suppressed, who asked for it to be suppressed, and the reasoning behind it. So we're going to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop at a very high level. A lot of the stuff from Hunter Biden's laptop is not safe for work. Uh, it's not safe for any, pl any, any, any uh, platform, from what I understand. Some of those pictures are just... Nifty. They're nifty. Trump in canceling the Constitution. I know that's a hot topic right now, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm seeing that all over the place. Belinsky and how they canceled their lawsuit. The Pentagon loses $2.1 trillion. Um, and we're going to talk about the PayPal $600 check. You got to be checking your 600 bucks. And we're going to talk about the Pentagon. The last time that the Pentagon lost two point some odd trillion dollars, the very next day we had 9-11. So there's that. We're not going to get into that much today either. Um, and we're going to talk about the Planned Parenthood deception. So Planned Parenthood came out, made some statements. We're going to kind of go through that. But the first thing, oh my God, I missed it. Texas Buckeye Girl, thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on. You guys, really quick, before we go any further, uh, today's live is also brought to you, obviously, by the tippers. Texas Buckeye Girl, thank you so much. The tips, uh, the views, you guys, you guys on Rumble. Thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you so much for everything you do. The subscribers to the, the membership club members. Enjoy those emojis. I think I put new ones in there. Uh, I appreciate the support more than you guys even know. And we appreciate you just being here as well. So I want to talk about the protected, the protect the children rally that was done in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I got to pull up my thing really quick. And we're going to scroll down. On Saturday, a Protect the Children's rally was hosted by two organizations, one being Moms for Liberty and Gays Against Groomers. Speakers at the event were Conservative Ant and Jordan Toast of Gays Against Groomers, along with Elon Gerberg of Florida Fathers for Freedom and Eulania Yamiras from Moms of Liberty. And I have that video right here. We just want children to be children. That is it. I do not want a grown man or a grown woman talking to any children, not even, I don't have children, but any children about sex. Yeah. Inappropriate to force a child to possibly want to change their gender before they know what they want for their lives. Yes. It's that simple. This has nothing. I wish that we could be arm in arm with the people across the street. I would be arm in arm. Absolutely. I want to protect the LGBT community 
from looking like the very pedophiles that they tried to make us seem like in the 70s and 80s. We've went backwards in time. They have done this to themselves because they keep pushing this woke ideology on young children. And it's going to stop right here. Amen. Thank you, Anthony, so much for speaking up for the kids, speaking up for the LBGTQ community, speaking up against this madness. Now, during their rally, the group was met with protesters, which I thought was really interesting. Are we losing internet? Hold on for me one second. And we buffer in, Sonia? The wind is blowing pretty good outside, and in Cowtown Internet, that's that's touchy. So we're just going to keep going. Sonia will let me know. Uh, but during their rally, the group was met with a counter rally from a bunch of local LGBT activists who encouraged the public to come with signs and flags to protest conservative groups spewing bigotry. And we have that video right here. LGBT community, and I said what I said. Good for you, Ed. Good for you. Now, as you saw in the video, there was really no talking to the other side about coming together for the common good, which is to protect children from predators. Instead, the counter group insisted on making it a, a political anti-conservative statement. And we had, Sonia, did we have a super sticker? Did I miss that? We put it down there. I can't see the comments, and so I'm relying heavily on Sonia to putting them up there. Jenny, thank you so much for the super sticker, and I thought we had one more. And my inner art, thank you guys. Thank you guys for the super stickers. We love your faces. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. Um, instead, the counter group insisted on making it a political anti-conservative statement with no sides set on actually protecting people's children or its own members of the LGBT community from being labeled predatory. I reached out to conservative aunt who was traveling today for a statement, and he would just like everybody to know that it isn't even a political thing. 
for one second, that it isn't even political and that it's sad that the one thing that we could agree on is still so polarized. I wanted to touch base on this today because as we continue on with the narrative after narrative, I need people to understand that we are not going to revert back to the 70s when the gay community was broadly labeled as child molesters and forced back into hiding. There needs to be a defining line between the two, and that line needs to be bright and continually talked about. Broad blanket labels are dangerous to organizations like Gays Against Groomers who are truly trying to protect not only how they are perceived, but everybody's children as a whole from those who wish to do them harm. Shout out to Gays Against Groomers and Conservative Ant and the rest for pushing forward against obvious adversity. Be sure to check them out on Twitter by searching at and then their names. It also didn't get a ton of a ton of attention on mainstream media. Some of the local media had picked it up and local journalists had picked it up, uh, but it didn't get a ton of attention from, say, like, I mean, like CNN didn't go out there, Fox News. I mean, it didn't get a lot of attention. And so I wanted to make sure that I touched on it. And I wanted to make sure that we put it out there because I know that they were trying to um, get the word out when it comes to what Gays Against Groomers uh, is doing. And it's really, really important that we understand that we're not, we don't, we're not going to blanket label people. Okay, that's dangerous. We can't be doing that. There's no, not all gay people are groomers, just like not all Democrats are pedophiles, just like not all Republicans are money-hungry old white men. A lot of them are, but not all of them. Okay, a lot of Democrats are, but not all of them. Okay, the labels, the labels, the labels. We got to get rid of the labels. So I was kind of here for that. Uh, thanks to conservative Ant for the statement, for taking his time out. Uh, I know he's really busy and I appreciated him reaching back out. But it kind of does bring me to my next point when it comes to the media. So media, again, they didn't cover much of it. Um, and there is an obvious brewing of a war when it comes to mainstream media versus like even content creators. And content creators, no matter big or small, if you were out here and you were talking about the things that are going on and you were offering your opinion, no matter how polarizing or how uh, against the agenda it is, you are technically a threat when it comes to, to mainstream media because they want you focused on what they say. They want you to believe them and nobody else. Obviously, that narrative is dying. And the reason it's dying is because nobody's tuning into mainstream media anymore. <clears throat> and on November 30th, CNN announced that it would begin layoffs amid an economic uncertainty and cost-cutting pressures from their parent company, Warner Media. I do think we've talked about this for a hot minute before, but those media or those layoffs actually effectively started November 30th, and then they're going to go on. They informed their employees that the layoffs had commenced, a move that is expected to impact hundreds of staffers and global news networks mark the deepest cuts into the organization in years. Got that video right. The layoffs are part of continued cost cutting by parent company Warner Brothers Discovery. CNN CEO Chris Licht said in a memo Wednesday morning that the channel will inform paid contributors on Wednesday, with full-time employees being informed of their status on Thursday. He called the coming days, quote, a difficult time for everyone. He went on to write, Our people are the heart and soul of this organization. It is incredibly hard to say goodbye to any one member of the CNN team, much less many. He continued, I recently described this process as a gut punch because I know that is how it feels for all of us. The cuts don't come as a surprise as the CEO warned employees in late October that the news division would be undergoing a restructuring, citing, quote, widespread concern over the global economic outlook. I just burped a little. Sorry about that. We are, let me see. So CNN wasn't the only one cutting jobs. Washington Post, the newspaper giant Gannett is also announced hiring freezes and current employee layoffs due to declining advertising revenue and annual losses. CNN reported a 2.3 billion, with the B, with the B, billion 
dollar net loss in most recent quarter, causing the deepest cuts that they've seen in over a decade. As is, as all of this has come to a head amidst Elon Musk Twitter takeover, he's tweeted out numerous statements hitting at Twitter becoming the most accurate. Hold on. Hold on. I want to make sure I get this right. Twitter becoming the most accurate source of information, continuing with the more Twitter improves its signal to noise ratio, the less relevant conventional news becomes. Yeah, back. I mean, one second. There we go. I got to I gotta hit all the buttons. I'm the only one hitting buttons over here. There was another person out on Twitter that kind of pushed back on Elon Musk when it comes to his takeover and what he's trying to do for his free speech. And that was Holmar's catalog. Pull this back up. Holmar's catalog asked, in a world where anybody can speak freely, who decides what is true? Elon Musk then responded to him saying, you do. That's the fundamental difference. I thought that was really interesting because when we've talked about this before, we've talked about the more mainstream. Like who are, who is anybody to decide what is misinformation? The people, people as a whole are stupid, but the person is smart. A person is, is, they're able to figure out what is true and what's not. They should be able to figure out what is, you know, being inflated and what is, especially by this point when everything is inflated, when everything is a big deal, when the headlines are always big and scary. Um, and before we continue on, you guys, we got 73 people in the room right now on YouTube. We're going to take a quick 10 second like the live break. I'm going to count from 10 to 1. If you could do me a solid and just go like the live, I'd appreciate it. And that is 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Three, two, one. Thank you guys so much for liking the live. I appreciate your faces. We've been saying for a while mainstream media is on its way out, thanks in large part to citizen journalists and social media. If Twitter continues on with its pushing back on propaganda and allowing different opinions to be voiced on the app, regardless of the state media agenda, there will be no need for big media outlets such as CNN or MSNBC or even Fox News, which are all owned and take orders from the same company anyway. And I want to say that's BlackRock. Am I getting that right, Sonia? She's nodding. So if it's wrong, it's Sonia. Good job, Sonia. Fired! The true free speech means being able to say what you want, when you want, and where you want, regardless of how people feel about it. But it also means you need to be hyperspeed. It also means you need to hyperspeed into critical thinking and discovery skills as you won't be able to just trust what people say at the forefront. You won't be able to just stay at the headlines. In my opinion, that's why censorship is so prominent, not to keep you safe from misinformation, but to keep you practicing your critical thinking skills. It's about control and it's about to keep you sleeping. Then we're not the only ones waking up to it. Canada is another one that we've talked about quite a bit on this show and everything that's going on in Canada when it came to the freedom, um, the freedom convoy. And they are having a lot of the similar issues with their media as we are with ours. And a lot of it, again, is probably owned. I don't know a lot about Canada's media, uh, but I'm going to assume that a lot of it is probably owned by the same company. Now, Canada has something called a monk debate. And a monk debate is where twice a year people get together and they talk about the different things that are going on, anywhere from social justice to debating uh, different topics. And this, one of the topics this year was their media. And I thought it was really interesting because this video was sent to me and then it was sent to me and it's hosted by the same person who put out the Twitter files. So I, and I can't think of his name right off the top of my head, but they're the same guy. And that guy's from Canada. He's not even from the United States, but he's out here talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. He's the one that put out the Twitter files, the same guy. And he hosts these monk awards. And here's a little snippet from the monk debates. Your prime minister decided in advance 
that these people were, oh, what did he do? All the modern uh, excommunications. They were Nazis. They were white supremacists. They were anti-Semites. They were probably homophobes. They were misogynists. They were probably transphobes, etc., etc., etc. He did all the things you do in the modern political age if you want to just defenestrate somebody who's awkward to you. And then he brings in the Emergency Powers Act. Now, at such a time, what would the mainstream media do? It would question it. It would question it. The Canadian mainstream media did not. The Canadian mainstream media acted as an Amen chorus of the Canadian government. I will give you a couple of examples. But, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I could go on for hours with examples of this. You had a CBC host describing the Freedom Convoy as a, quote, feral mob. You had a Toronto Star columnist saying, quote, sorry for the language, it's a homegrown hate farm that was then jet-fueled by an American right-funded rat-fucking operation. Jesus, they can't even write at these papers anymore. <laughs> CBC said that two indigenous women who were so scared to go outside in Ottawa because of racist violence didn't bother to mention that indigenous drummers had led the truckers in an O Canada rendition. The National Observer said that the many black and indigenous Freedom Convoy supporters were in fact duped by the truckers. The Globe and Mail reporter said, my 13-year-old son told me to tell protesters I'm not a Jew out of fear of anti-Semitic violence without mentioning that one of the leaders of the convoy was himself Jewish. Now, why is this so rancid? Utterly, utterly rancid and corrupt. Because in this country, your media, your mainstream media, is funded by the government. A totally corrupted system. In 2018, oh, election year, coincidence, the Canadian media has given $595 million over five years. The Toronto Star estimated it was going to be get, getting $3 million from the government in the first half of the year. It went on and on. So you see, the mainstream, the government in Canada can tell people to, to they can tell the banks to shut down people's bank accounts. Oh, yeah. Your government can do that, and if you're happy with that, just think about what would happen if the shoe was on the other foot. The government can do that, but in Canada, they can also tell the media what to do, and the media does the bidding of the, can of the Canadian government. That isn't a free society's media. That's, I've seen unfree countries all my life, but this, in a developed liberal democracy like Canada, is a disgrace. We're not saying don't read the mainstream media. We're just saying don't trust them. There we go. And he's right. That guy is 100% is spot on. And again, he's out of Canada. Um, he's doing these monk debates and they kind of go back and forth. It's a very interesting thing. Just Google monk debates and you'll, you'll kind of see what it's all about. But as the mainstream media, as more of the narrative about mainstream media is exposed and then as more of it falls apart, you really are going to have to start practicing your critical thinking skills and you're really going to have to start practicing your your. Uh, ability to disconcern information from what is true, what is not and the source and all the things they're preaching at you to do now. Uh, but only really, yeah, that was a really powerful video. That was, it was really good. Um, all the things that you're, you should be really doing now, only when it comes to like CNN, because everything's got an agenda. But one of the examples that I wanted to talk about when it comes to critical thinking uh, is with the Trump came out on Truth Social and made a statement this weekend. And I can't, I can't with this. Over the weekend, Trump sent out a truth or he, whatever truth is like the Twitter. He sent out a truth 
uh, that stated, so with the revelation of the massive and widespread fraud and deception in working closely with big tech companies, the DNC and the Democratic Party, do you throw the presidential election results of 2020 out and declare a rightful winner or do you have a new election? A massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of of all rules and regulations and articles, even those found in the Constitution. Our great founders did not want and would not condone false fraud, false and fraudulent elections. And every media outlet lost their mind. Every media outlet thing came out and stated things like the GOP silence on Trump's call to cancel the Constitution, or it shows an embrace of fascism, warns the House Democrats and MSN. Top Republicans stay silent on Trump's call to terminate the Constitution, according to Washington Post, and so on. Okay, listen, he didn't, they're, they're positioning it in the headlines like he called for a cancellation of all of the Constitution, and that's not really what he said. I want to go back and highlight this part. He said, a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the Constitution. When I read this initially, without getting into the headlines or into the, the propaganda of all of it, I had read those rules and regulations are aligned that are aligned when it comes to the election process. So the rules and regulations that are aligned. Now I'm not I'm not explaining for Trump and I'm not defending Trump. And I I'm basically pointing out that mainstream media spun it in such a way to rile up that entire base to by saying he wanted to cancel the entire constitution that's not what he said but that is literally what they said he wanted the articles he wanted the articles and basically the things and we had talked about this i don't know how deep into this rabbit hole i want to get we had talked about this a little bit in the beginning what needs to happen in order for a constitution to be suspended martial law, right? That is one of the only things that the United States can do in order to suspend a constitution or any articles of the constitution is by enacting martial law. I'm not in support of that. I'm not in not support of that. I'm just saying that's how it is. Martial law suspends portions of the constitution for the greater good or for whatever it is that they want to suspend it for. And at the time, a lot of the people that are coming out against Trump were in support of him suspending the constitution and enacting martial law when say like the black lives matter rallies were going on, right? When cities were being burned down and all kinds of things were happening and people's businesses were being broken too. I remember seeing a lot of people screaming about how they wanted martial law and were 100% okay with portions of the constitution being canceled then. And like I said, I'm not telling you what to think. And I'm not out here defending him. I'm not out here doing anything like that. I am saying when it comes to critical thinking, these, you need to look at it from all the angles. And that's what I did. I looked at it from all the angles. I stayed the hell away from, I don't support what he said. I necessarily, but I don't support the way mainstream media is shoving it down people's throats either. Again, this goes back to looking at it from all kinds of different angles and then deciding what you want to believe. If you so, what if there was an article in the Constitution that needed to be suspended in order for the 2020 election to be either reevaluated or redone? Would you be in support of that? That's what I'm saying. He didn't come out and say he'd suspend the whole Constitution. He specifically said articles and laws according to the Constitution in regards to the statement above. So. 
if a lot of people who are upset about it were supporting, you know, you, you need to just look at that. Look at it that way. Okay. This is, I don't think he's come out here. There has been things that Donald Trump has said that I am 100% not in agreement with. Okay. And I've not made my decision on who I'm going to vote for. I'm, I'm not even in 2024 yet. And I'm not here to defend him. And I'm not here to defend what he said, or I'm not here to explain away what he said. I'm just here to offer you a different perspective versus what the mainstream perspective of it is. And the mainstream perspective of it is, is that he wants to cancel the constitution and full control of everybody and everything. Um, that's some sign he's throwing up my comments. The fact that the media attacks him so hard, but not Biden is a big red flag. We've talked about this quite a bit too, with Ron DeSantis. And I'm going to get into more of that later on in 2023. And as we get closer to 2024, I'm really watching how mainstream media treats Ron DeSantis and how he responds. He came out and had some really good things that he's going to be, or that he says he's going to be doing in regards to the COVID uh, restrictions that were implemented. He wants to do an investigation with the Florida general, uh, the Florida surgeons general. Am I saying that right? Thank you. The Florida surgeons general, and they're going to investigate the COVID stuff. Now, where, and I can get more into that next week. I haven't really read up too much on it and what he plans to do. But again, back to the critical thinking, these people are saying a whole lot of things. Kevin McCarthy is out here spouting a bunch of shit too. He's saying all the right things, using all the trigger words, using everything he can because he wants to be Speaker of the House. But we all know that Kevin McCarthy, kind of a piece of shit, and sat with the Hunter Biden and the Bidens during the state dinner last week and talked about how we're going to send more money to Ukraine and how we can make sure that there was continual money going to Ukraine even after the House was taken over in January. And so if you think that that money going to Ukraine is over, it's not. As, and if he takes Speaker of the House, he's going to play ball with the Democrats. I don't want play people to play ball with these people. I want that stopped. I don't, I don't want people who are willing to give a little to get. No, I want it stopped. And I want the whole thing reevaluated. Um, did I see Gene Hohn's video? No, I did not. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry, Peach. Uh, let me throw this back up. Brian, get off my tangent. So Trump canceling the Constitution, like I said, take it for what you will. Decide for yourself what you want to think. It's up to you. Um, that's That was my take on it. I didn't see it as a whole Trump is canceling the Constitution, trying to be a dictator like a lot of people did. I saw it as meaning there are certain articles in the Constitution that need to be temporarily suspended if you want the 2020 election to be redone or reevaluated or investigated. And that's right from my understanding. So we'll move on from that. The next thing that I've got to talk about today is the Hunter Biden laptop, which is real. It's 100% real. Okay. Can I say that? I think I can say that now. Sonia, can I say that now? Can I say that now? Sonia doesn't know. You're supposed to keep up on the community guidelines, Sonia. It's real according to reports. The Shipwreck Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please do not take anything we have to say as fact or fiction. We are merely a podcast spouting our opinion on things that we think are interesting. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Make sure you follow us on all our other social medias too, because God knows how long this is going to last. Another example of critical thinking is when it came to the Hunter Biden laptop. <clears throat> so the Hunter Biden laptop from Hellstory that broke right before 2020 election, but was suppressed by Twitter 1.0, which is what I'm calling it because Twitter, when it was bought by Elon Musk is now 2.0. And that's what I'm calling so it's just to separate them. Um, was suppressed by Twitter 1.0 and its employees, which was exposed last week on the Twitter files in a series called Twitter Files of Twitter 2.0. It wasn't just Twitter that suppressed the story, though. It all, all of the social media giants jumped on board from Facebook to Instagram, from TikTok to YouTube. A lot of us lost our platforms. A lot of us came out about the story and were taken down. 
many, many, many critical thinking content creators out there lost their platforms by covering it because it was quickly labeled and ha as hacked Russian disinformation and it was taken down just as swiftly. Just to find out in 2020, like later, a couple months after the election, that it was true and that the critical, the truth seekers and the critical thinkers already knew that. Had there been more people that had recognized that it being suppressed was a part of the propaganda and had been open enough to accept it as, as a possibility, then the 2020 election could have, it might not have, but it could have possibly maybe gone a different direction. Obviously the information in the laptop is very damning and it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you are on. The information is very damning. It's from the pictures and the drug use to the hookers that looked really underage. Okay. Be careful with this to the business dealings in China and Ukraine and the money laundering and all that crap. It could have swayed the 2020 election, which is why it was suppressed in the first place. Now, this all broke, like I said, last week during the Twitter files. And there is going to be a follow-up to the Twitter files, Twitter files 2.0. They're going to talk about the suppression of information in regards to COVID. And so I have that reminder set. Same guy that's going to put it out. I can't remember his name again. Same guy I think is going to put it out. It sounds like a live Twitter feed. We'll see what happens. She's going to look for the comment. Um, and that's going to talk about the COVID stuff. So more to come on that. But now I've lost my train of thought. So the New York Post being suppressed by Twitter, this all broke last week and they came out and they, they not only admitted, but they proved during email exchanges and screenshots, Matt Tivy, thank you, and screen grabs that the Twitter employees actively suppressed this story in order to ensure the, the position that Joe Biden was in, who was a, a candidate that was running for president at the time. So in order to protect him, they suppressed it. Now this wasn't a lot of it. They're saying there was some Democrats in there who actively had requested it to be suppressed or labeled as misinformation. But for the most part, from what I gather, this was mostly Twitter's employees individual as an individual entity. Hi, Melly. It's good to see you as an individual entity. And from what I understand too, at Jack did not know any of this was going on until he was already balls deep in it, but it came out and New York post. I even remember New York post coming out and having this big headline that said New York post suppressed and censored. They were so mad. They were like, they took our story down and we were all like, yeah, New York post, we got your back. We know this is legit. And we all thought with everybody, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, I lost my Facebook over this. This is this and Ashley Biden's diary. We were like, we got your back, New York Post, right? And so as we're doing all this and eventually went down and, and a bunch of people, Kaylee McEnany shared the story. They took down her account and held it in ransom. <laughs> would not give it back to her until she deleted the article. She wouldn't delete the article. And they both came to like this headstrong thing because <laughs> they'll take you on. Heads, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> but they both came to like this, this head. They were like, they, and then eventually I think she did delete it, came back to Twitter. So then it came out. This is what happened. The laptop is real. It came out. They suppressed it. Who did it and why? And I thought that New York Post would be kind of a little more like, yeah, you guys, like you guys, this was our story. Like, cause it was a big story at the time. This could have made or break New York Post. It's a big story. They were like, well, yeah, kind of. Um, they posted, so New York Post responded to the Twitter fires, kind of, although they focused on Hunter and his experience at the state dinner. They wrote three or four different articles and they attached some videos to it. I'm going to play those videos for you guys now. 
And then I'll talk about the last article they wrote. So here's the first one. Look, it's fantastic that Elon Musk has chosen to move the dial a little bit um, further to the truth for the American public to understand um, exactly the egregiousness of what went on back in October 2020 when the nation's oldest newspaper, fourth largest by circulation, was censored by big tech in service to one of the two candidates for president. Uh, they interfered in the election. So it's fantastic that Elon Musk has, has sort of opened the Twitter files. Unfortunately, he left out a crucial element, and that was the involvement of the FBI. Yeah, so there was really no vindication. Like, yeah, they used a Fox News clip. Uh, they went on to write about how they had questioned Hunter Biden at the state dinner. He was questioned about it, and he just dodged the question and so on and so forth. Uh, they really didn't come out with anything like, yeah, like that was our story. Fuck you guys. Uh, they had another article where they attached this video, which I'll play for you guys right now. We see this as a, a an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter would so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a that is a full of uh, old news, if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform, and uh, how they're letting it happen. And, uh, you know, the president said last week, more leaders need to speak out and reject this. And uh, it's a very alarming and very dangerous. And but our focus right now is helping the American families. I just talked about what the president is going to be doing in Arizona, talking about the Chips and Science Act, talking about how we're bringing manufacturing jobs back here to the U.S., talking about under this administration, more than 700,000 jobs uh, have been created uh, in, in manufacturing jobs, to be more specific. Look, what is happening, it's, it's not, it's, it's frankly, it's not healthy. It won't do anything to help a single American improve their lives. Sure it won't, Jean-Pierre lady. Sure it won't. It'll improve your, your thought process, though, because, again, you'll actually know what happened versus just what you're told what happened. Now, both of those videos, like I said, both of those videos were pulled from New York Post articles uh, where they had supposedly responded to the Twitter files. I just thought it was kind of interesting. I didn't think that they would. I thought they would have more of like a gusto moment, and they just didn't. The last one that they did um, addressing the Twitter files was one about Donald Trump. And there's no video for this. This was just the article. So they had lost, uh, they had launched, lost, lost, launched. They had launched an opinion piece titled, Sorry, Donald, here are some real takeaways from the Twitter files. And they continued on with Trump's statement about the Constitution. So, and we just talked about that a minute ago. So I'm not going to go back through it, but they had talked about, they were like, no, we believe in the Constitution, Donald. And, I just thought the whole thing was real strange because I can distinctly remember when this happened, we were all on board with the New York post. We were like, man, we got you. Like, we'll get it out there. And then they just fucking <laughs> like, look, you guys, it's not that big a deal. They're just poo pooing it. And then it, it literally, that information could have now some people are pretty mixed on that. Could it have changed the, the outcome of the 2020 election? Could it not have changed the out 20? I don't know. I think it would have, I think it would have, I think it would have. I mean, finagling or not, I think it it absolutely would have changed the outcome of the election. But 
I guess we'll never know. And there's no sense of talking about things that you never know. And one more time, you guys, they're not censoring you. I, I want to talk about this too. Like they're not censoring this information. They're not taking this information because they're trying to protect you from misinformation. They're not, they're trying to protect you from, I don't even know what, like, why does it matter what people believe, but they're not trying to protect you from anything. They're trying to protect themselves. And the reason that they censor people is because they're doing it to keep you from thinking they're you, they're doing it to keep you from using your critical brain to think, geez, this sounds really outrageous. Maybe this isn't so true. Or, hey, geez, this looks like it could be pro Russian propaganda, right? Or, hey, geez, maybe I should go and check out more about this subject and then make my, they, this is why they just label things misinformation. They don't want you to do, to go and dig. They don't want you to go and, and think about things. They want you to believe what you're, they're telling you and then just take it on and then just go about your life with your little headlines thinking, you know, and I was there too. I'm not even coming at anybody. Like I'm not coming at anybody. I did the same damn thing. I can remember a time when I would be folding laundry. This wasn't that long ago. I had CNN playing on repeat in the background while I'm folding my laundry, just listening, just, just letting it all marinate in there like a moron until Donald J. Trump became president. And even then I wasn't really paying attention. And I happened to catch one of Donald J. Trump's speeches like live, like he was live doing a speech. And it was the one where they accused him of making fun of the guy, right? With his hand, the hand gesture one, making fun of, you remember Sonia's kind of nodding. Do you remember that one where they were like, he's making fun of the mentally or the, the physically disabled people. And I remember CNN like putting that out there and I'm like, well, that's not what happened. I remember watching that speech. So I had to go back and watch the speech. And I'm like, that's not what he did at all. Like, that's not it. And from then on, it just snowballed into that. Like I didn't believe anything anybody said anymore. And then I had to go look things up. It's a lot of work, which sucks, especially for people who work full time. Not everybody gets to stay home with their kids and just on their phone all the time. I get it. So it does suck for people that work all the time and, and then try to be caught up on what's going on. I feel you. But hopefully we can get to a place where there's a balance of the two and maybe not so much information that people need to constantly be inundated with. Um, what do I have next? Oh, I've got more stuff. I do. I have lots of stuff today. Uh, the Hunter Biden laptop store Pentagon. So the Pentagon loses $2 trillion and fails their audit again for like the fifth year in a row or something. Somebody had once said, and then somebody else had said that the last time this had happened, 9-11 had happened. So they came out and made a big announcement about how they were missing a bunch of money. And then the next day the towers went down and then nobody talked about it anymore. And that was it. It was just gone. Now we didn't have anything like that this time, thankfully that we're aware of. Um, but just, that's just a side note for everybody. So the Pentagon, they lost $2 trillion. Fuck you guys. You know, no money for you. Um, the Pentagon fails another audit over $2 trillion in assets, including and failed audits. This recent failure marks the fifth year that the defense department has failed to meet the audit requirements set by Congress. That's right. The fifth year. Could you imagine if you didn't report your taxes or if you messed up in your taxes for five years in a row, what would happen? Like, what would happen? Do you know what would happen? They'd probably take you to jail or they'd fine you a whole bunch, but they were able to do it for five years. Um, your former war department can't fully account for all of its assets, probably because a lot of them are in Ukraine. Who knows? But you'd better check your $600 from PayPal because that's happening too. The IRS has now warned Americans about a $600 threshold to report your Venmo and Cash App and PayPal um, payments. The Internal Revenue Service issued a reminder this week for taxpayers, that would be me and you, okay, 
taxpayers to prepare to report transaction of at least $600 that are received through payment apps like Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App. In an explainer posted online, the IRS warned a small business owners about receiving $600 threshold for receiving a form 1099K for a third-party payments exceeding $600. Beginning this year, third-party payment processors will be required to report a user's business transaction to the IRS if they exceed the $600, and payment apps were previously required to send users a form 1099K if their gross income exceeded $20,000 or they had $200, 200 separate transactions within a calendar year. So it used to be $20,000, and now it is $600. Not $2 trillion, though. I mean, if you lost $2 trillion, it's cool. It's cool. Democrats made the change in March of 2021 because, of course, they did. Like, I'm not hating... Uh, the Democrat versus Republican, I'm not here for all that. It just so happens that the people who are making these really shitty decisions that are hurting the American people all happen to be registered Democrats. That's it, or most of them. There's a lot of the GOP there too, but this was a Democratic decision. So Democrats made the change in 2021 when they passed the American Rescue Plan without any Republican votes. You guys remember the American Rescue Plan? Tanya, do you remember the American Rescue Plan? I want to say that there was some aid for Ukraine in that set of bitch too, if I remember right. Yeah, there was. I think there was. Anyway, so forget you. Merry Christmas. Now, a single transaction over $600 will trigger the form. The change is intended to crack down on Americans evading taxes by not reporting the full extent of their gross income. However, however, critics say that it amounts to the government overreach at its worst and that it can ultimately hurt small businesses. No shit. No shit. The new rule only applies to payments received for goods and services transactions, meaning that using Venmo or PayPal to send a loved one a gift, pay your roommate the rent, or reimburse a friend for dinner will be excluded. Also excluded is anyone who receives money from selling personal items at a loss. For example, if you purchased a couch for $300 and it sold for $250, it is not taxable. So if you were going to be using PayPal or Cash App or any of these, to be conducting your business, maybe you should just make everybody your friend and then donate that money and and have them donate that money to you. See? See how that works? I'm not a tax person. Don't listen to me for tax advice. I'm, I don't get anybody freaking sued. But the Pentagon can lose $2 trillion, but you better, you better report your 600 bucks from PayPal. The whole thing is just ridiculous. I, I, and I'm not here for it. Sonia, are you here for it? Sonia's not here for it either. Do we have any comments? I haven't checked any of these comments, you guys, and I'm so sorry. Uh, the American Rescue Plan. I lost my job, still jobless, but uh, I hope Ukraine is dancing soldiers as well. Do I have that? I don't have that. It's on my phone. Otherwise, I'd play it. So Ukrainian, Ukraine's got a, a, tick, or a Twitter account where it's like their, their war media account. And they have a video of a little Ukrainian soldier, and she's doing the Pokemon dance. All over American money have just don't ever, don't you ever ask us for money again, ever. You front page of Vogue model piece of anyway. Moving on, just kidding. We stand with Ukraine. Go get them. Go get them. Shoot. Let's move on to Planned Parenthood. <clears throat> this has been kind of a hot topic, obviously, with the kids and stuff in Balenciaga, and all this has been going on for a couple of weeks, but. Newly released Planned Parenthood director claims that kids are sexual beings from birth while promoting useful porn literacy. 
bet. Okay. An executive director at Planned Parenthood Sex Education Arm claimed that children are born sexual while simultaneously advocating for comprehensive sex education from kindergarten through 12th grade and porn literacy for certain ages, although he does not state what those certain ages are. Bill Taverner, that sounds about right. Bill Taverner, who had advocated for sexuality education at the U.S. Congressional Briefings, is the executive director of Planned Parenthood Center for Sex Education located in New Jersey. The center provides training materials nationally and hosts the largest conference for sex educators in the United States. In 2015, he had stated, we have in our society an assumption of asexuality of people with intellectual disabilities. It is a myth that's perpetrated then really we are all sexual beings from birth until death. Around the year 2012, Tavern Erner said children of a certain age should be taught about pornography in sex education and position he maintained up until February 21 when he was outed for his off-colored ass remarks. Yuck. I mean, he looks like a pedophile. I'm sorry, he looks like one. Look at him. He looks like Jared from Subway. I need to drink something. You guys can just marinate that a second. He looks like the Jared guy from Subway. Yes, he does, Sonia. She does. Yes, he does. Look at him. Only when the guy was fat. I fully support your... <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah. Nope. I'm not here for any of this. Uh, the kids are a hard line for me. Obviously, we've talked about that many, 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 many times. Yes, children need to be taught about sex. Yes, children need to be taught about protection and STDs. Yes, children need to be taught at appropriate ages for different things. Do I feel like those children need to be taught by the likes of that guy? No. Or by the likes of your teachers at school in the third grade? No. Or by kindergarten? No. I feel like that conversation needs to be had as teenagers. And I really feel like that conversation really should be had from their parents. Thank you so much, Adi. Yes, from their parents. Now, I also understand I just because I can't argue both sides of this, okay? I do understand that not everybody has parents that are willing to sit down and have these conversations as somebody whose parents did not, okay? And I, you know... And I was very young when I lost my virginity. I was very young when I learned about, you know, and that whole thing. So I understand why there needs to be education around it. But I do not feel like it needs to be that guy. Uh, this dude can say aunt, can say that, but aunt gets called a groomer on Twitter with the app. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's common sense, in my opinion, common sense education. I feel like it needs to be separate from the school as a whole. I don't, I don't, th I, I never liked the idea of sex education in our schools. I didn't like it when I was in school. I thought it was weird and awkward that this, my science teacher, I don't remember who it was actually, but could stand up there with 45 year old man that I don't know and teach us how to put condoms on bananas. The whole thing was very odd. It's still very odd. And the fact that it is being more, normalized and now getting a lot more intimate is disturbing and disgusting to me. And I'm not here for it. I don't want my kids. We will have, we, when we obviously we've already said we will have those discussions with our children when we feel like they're old enough. Um, I do not want our school talking to them about it. You know, we've talked to our, we, we've obviously we moved to new school. We've talked to our school. They were 100% on board with that. 
I do understand the need for education and the need for somebody to teach it to kids because, again, not all children have the kind of parents that will sit down and have those conversations. And so you're going to have a lot of kids that are going to get into trouble, whether that's through un, uh, unwanted pregnancy or that's through you know STDs or anything of the matter. But I feel like there needs to be a fine line. And I feel like that line has not only been crossed, it's been completely obliterated. And we are now actively and normalizing the grooming of children to be sexual toys, things, people. I, I don't know. I'm not here for any of that. Properly discussed with moral and values discussed. But the moral and values, again, that is dependent on what your family's morals and values are. Um, for us, it's teenagers, right? I don't want my kids. For my old man, that was, you know, he they were firm believers and his old man, firm believers, no sex before marriage. I don't necessarily get on board with that. But um, when I feel like my kids are are at an appropriate age and at appropriate stage in their life, that conversation will be had. Um, but I feel like, again, that this line has not only been blurred, but it's been crossed and obliterated. And we're just walking into schools now drag queen story hours and family friendly drag queen shows. I don't understand why that, why I don't that Mike hit it right on the head. Mike asks, why is it all about sex? Why is it all about sex? And not enough people are asking that question either. I understand the protection portion of it. I understand that. But why is this like the forefront of Planned Parenthood or, or the executive director of Planned Parenthood? Why is this something he felt the need to say? Why is it all about sex? which brings me to my next and probably I think my final stage too. my final slide was Balenciaga. I, as you guys know, Balenciaga last week or two weeks ago now came out with their, their holiday ad campaign where they were advertising uh, teddy bears in bondage attire and they were using children to do so. And then there was the Easter egg hunt of the documents from the court doc talking about how children can be positioned in a sexual nature as long as the photos aren't grotesque. And it was a whole thing. Um, and then it was replaced with another photo, but then in the back of that was a book by an author of a guy who uses children porn in his art. So it, the whole thing is mind blowing, but Balenciaga, so they got nailed for all this and they were dragged through, they're still dragged through and they deleted their Twitter account, like dragged through the mud. This is again, where the citizen journalists came into play at this is again, where the content creators, you guys are really going to be super important when it comes to this, because mainstream media all but pretty quiet on it or had an opinion, but it was more like, but they apologized and like, it was just a slip up. No, the fuck it wasn't. One lady called it a QAnon conspiracy and I about lost my mind. What do you mean? This, this isn't a conspiracy theory. This happened. Like you can't gaslight, gaslight people into thinking this is some kind of conspiracy theory. And obviously it happened enough to where Balenciaga felt the need to issue up a lawsuit against the ad campaign company that they'd used in order to put the shoot together. Not enough famous people are talking about it. I don't even care about famous people. Ain't nobody listening to these people anyway. None, there are too many famous people that are still supporting it, including Kanye West. I caught a lot of shit for that. I took it down. I posted about it on Twitter. I posted about it on Instagram and I caught so much shit I took it down. Like, forget that, then fine. But he was wearing during Kanye's interview with what's his name on the war room. He was wearing his Balenciaga designed mask after the Balenciaga stuff had happened. After he'd come out and, and basically said he wasn't going to work with them anymore. Then he goes on there and he's wearing the mask that they promoted. But they filed a lawsuit. So obviously it was true enough for them to file a lawsuit. But then they dropped it because they knew exactly what the fuck they were doing. The gimp mask. Thank you. 
they dropped it. They filed it initially, I think, to take the heat off and to try and take the heat off of them to say, hey, we didn't know. And we're going to sue and we're going to take accountability and we're going to make. And then they dropped the lawsuit. They dropped the lawsuit going on to state that Balencia takes the following actions with the objective to learn from our mistakes and organization new control instances. Our current processes for content validation has failed and we need to recognize this and do better. On the internal side, we nominate with each immediate effect affect an image board responsible for evaluating the nature of our content from the concept to final assets, including legal and sustainability and diversity expertise on the external side. We have appointed a best-in-class agency to assess and evaluate our content. We have reorganized our image department to ensure that full alignment with our corporate guidelines lawsuit. Balenciaga has, not or has decided to not pursue the litigation. We want to help or I'm sorry, we want to learn, help, and contribute to protect children. We are starting on trainings responsible for communication across our teams. And together with my team, we will go on listening on a listening tour to engage with advocacy groups who aim to protect children. And they've gone on to set aside significant funds for grants and organizations so that we can keep so that we can help make a difference in protecting children. And I want to personally reiterate my sincerest apologies for the offense caused and take my responsibility at Balenciaga. We stand together for children, sa children's safety and do not tolerate any kind of violence and hatred against them. That was the official statement they wrote out. And then they slid in there that we're going to cancel the lawsuit. They're canceling lawsuit because they knew exactly what they did. They're so full of shit. These ads have to go through so many different places before they are sent out to your face. They approved it. They knew it was there. They knew what it stated. They knew what the agenda behind it was. They are putting it out in your face in real time. We can talk about all of the politics that we can that you want to. I can sit here and talk about the Democrats versus Republican. I can sit here and talk about Kevin McCarthy. I can talk about mainstream media and their trash. When it comes right down to it, though, it isn't about any of that. It isn't about you. This is about our kids. They are after our kids. All of them are after our kids. President Biden was so fucking quick to come out and have conversations about the, the statements that Kanye West had made, the anti-Semitic statements. He's like, we don't support this stupid, what's his name, Trudeau at Canada. Same thing. We don't support the anti-Semitic statements that were made by Kanye West, yada, yada, yada. But they were silent on Balenciaga. They said nothing on Balenciaga. They've said nothing on the trafficking crisis that Project Veritas exposed last week in regards to the child trafficking and what's going on at the border. They've said nothing. They've said nothing about the rape trees. They've said nothing about all the missing kids at the border. All these, these undocumented children have come across the border and are now missing, but they've said nothing. But God damn it, if Kanye West wants to come out and make anti-Semitic statements and support Hitler, which was just a cry for attention, a cry for help, or a cry for God knows what, they immediately have to go on some kind of campaign about it. But you ain't going to say nothing about these kids. You ain't going to say nothing about it. Politicians don't care about you, and neither do Hollywood. Kanye West doesn't care about you. The only politician, you know what? You can come at me and I don't give a shit. The only politician I have heard say the word child trafficking in the last three to six months is Donald J. Trump during his announcement that he was running for president. That's it. It is 
frustrating and disgusting. And I really thought that the kids would be the thing that brought us all together. But they don't care about your kids. They're not going to protect your kids. I think this is probably the, the most, if I say anything, rest, the rest of this live, the politicians, the, the, the administration, um, Hollywood, they're not, they're not protecting your kids. They're not good, wholesome entertainment. They're coming after your kids for this, for this reason. They want Generation Alpha, which is the generation of our children. They're, they're not trying to indoctrinate us. They don't care what we have to say. They don't care about the protests that we're going on. They don't care about our free speech. They care about the next generation. This that They want to take control and take hold of this next generation. I know. I, I am, So let me, I'm going to go back to this, the Kanye West, the anti-Semitic. This was it in the beginning, Dank. Um, at the beginning when they were, they were calling him out for his anti-Semitic remarks. In the beginning, it was taken out of context. But then in last week, he went on some kind of I love Hitler. I think he was, I, I think they got him. I think when Haley, that uh, Harley Kampernick or whatever his name is, came out and threatened him to lock him up and drug him again and, and put him back into La La Land or Zombie Land or whatever he called it. I think once that happened, because about a week later, they did. And so now you're seeing the, the, the demolition of Kanye West's image. I don't, I don't think it's him or I think it's him, but he is completely just MK altered out. I think they took control of him and I think that's what you're seeing now. But originally, Dank, yes, you're right. It was taken out of context, but the tweets that he made on Twitter were not, they were legit. This is how he felt. He was, he loves everybody, including the Nazis. It had nothing to do with the certain amount of the, the group of Jews that he was talking about. It was straight up. I love Nazis. I love Hitler said it out loud in his Balenciaga mask. So that's what I'm going to leave you with tonight. I, I don't have anything left to talk about. We are right at our hour. Um, it's, it's the kids. They want your kids. They do. And it sounds crazy. And you can call me a conspiracy theorist. You can call me a right wing extremist. I don't know where the hell that came from, but it's true. They want to normalize this for this next generation so that when our kids are growing up, they're going to see this as normal so that when they have kids, their kids are going to see it as normal. Sorry, guys. I dropped my phone. Um, they're going to see it as normal and then they're going to swoop in and you're going to have Harvey Weinstein all over again. So protect your children. You, you can't do much about the children of the world, right? We'll watch it. We'll put it out there. We'll make sure that, that people like gays for groomers get as much coverage as we can with our reach um, and conservative ant with what they're doing and protect the children. But when it comes right down to it, take it down, take a long look at your kids, have the stranger danger conversation with them. Talk to them about child trafficking at a high level, at an age appropriate level. Talk to them about not talking to strangers. Talk to them about not, not approaching people or, you know, Talk to them about situational awareness. They are trying to, to normalize this so that children feel more comfortable in opening up to strangers, strangers on the internet, strangers at the store. It's, it's a war that I don't think enough people talk about. So with that, you guys, thank you guys so much for being here. If you haven't smashed the like button, please go do so. I love your faces. If, and if you're new here and you like what you saw, uh, We'd appreciate a subscribe. We're back on every Tuesday. We do shows like this. We're going to do nooners where we're going to talk about everything that happened for those who are listening after the fact. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for rewatching for those who are listening on the podcast stations, Apple, Google, all of those iHeartRadio. 
we love you guys too. Thank you so much for, for all of your support and everything. And then a special shout out to all of the people that come to the lives every single time. You know who you are. You never leave me sitting here talking to an empty room. And a special shout out to Sonia, who is also at every live. She's back there just muddling through comments, doing her thing. And that's it. I love your guys' faces. I will see you later. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mom I says hi. And watch out for deer. Bye, guys. Bye.